0: what's up listeners on this week's pod coin and I cover a strange photo of the bidens and we rank the best fruits and that's just in our intro segment for the main event we'll create and customize our very own expansion NBA teams lastly we'll play stumptown and then we out let's do it stadium. o'clock mm-hmm. Carol calls, Monty, Oh my. That, my friends, is the sound of a couple beers being cracked. And this is the sound of your favorite podcast, The Rookie Show. Oh. Welcome back, everybody, to The Rookie Show. I am one of your loving hosts, Travis Knoll. Joining Hi. me, as per usual, mm-hmm. Mr. 503 himself, Elvis Coin. Ugh, what up, Coin?
1: No! Bloody knoll! We're not supposed to talk about the Bloody no, but there's a Bloody knoll winking me in the face. I'm going to chop it off, cut it up, and make some guacanoli.
0: A what up? A no. Damn it, that was probably the best one that anyone's had on the entire podcast. It's an all-timer. It's a Mount Rushmore of nicknames.
2: Oh, um, yes.
0: I told you before the pod that I didn't come up with a nickname for you. I came up with one for me, which I can't remember if you've done this one or not before, but it was going to be, you got to pay the troll toll to get inside this boy's knoll. Mm, mm-hmm. I haven't done that, and I'm really okay. upset now. Pretty good, right? Pretty good, Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> now, the guacanoli is, oof, man. <laughs> Where did you get that? Where, did that just come to you?
1: Yeah, it came to me. I was like trying to think of words that, you know, I usually try to think of words that rhyme with null or contain some kind of portion of it. Of course. And I was like mole and I was like, "Oh man, I I think I had seen last night that Austin Powers was on TV, and so it was just on mm-hmm. the brain." Okay. And I mean, well, obviously that just hits home for you.
0: Of course. Goldmember yeah. is one of my was one of my most watched movies in college. I watched that all the time and poof. Mm-hmm. It's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Um, well let's dive right into it, coin, with ah. a little bit of something bold and something brood.
1: Something bold and something brood. Something
0: brood. I waited for the song that time. Mm-hmm. Um I like that. Before I ask you what you're drinking, I'm gonna give you a little special uh, special treat here tonight. Okay. I've got a two for the price of one tonight. Okay? Oh my. And I'm gonna give you a little special exhibition matchup. Of a Parched Madness matchup. I don't know why I said matchup twice. But here's the thing. I've got two beers that I've had on the pod before. But I'm going to give them a taste test. We've got the Parched Madness champion. Yingling Lager. Correct. Um, It's something that you and I consider an incredible beer. And a a bit of an exclusive beer. Even though half of the country doesn't probably feel that way. Probably thinks Mm -hmm. it's a pretty normal beer on the east coast. Mm -hmm. Um, It'd take me about a 30 minute drive for me to get my hands on one of these guys. Versus the new Glarus Brewing Company Spotted Cow Ale, brewed only in Wisconsin, which I've also had on the pod and mentioned many times. I would the new probably is. take me Newglarus exactly. It would take me about an hour to uh, get to one of these up in Wisconsin. Okay. So it's just a battle of the two exclusive beers that are relatively long dis- driving distances for me. I don't okay. want to give them a taste. Everybody. You and I agree that Yingling is awesome. I don't know if everybody agrees. Everyone in Chicago loves Spotted Cow, and like if anyone makes a trip to Wisconsin, they're like, oh, bring back some Spotted Cow. So, we're going to put it to the test. So, okay.
1: while I'm tasting these, you go ahead and tell me,
0: what are you drinking this evening?
1: All right, Noel, I have for you, so I, I wanted to mix it up. You've been doing all these bottles lately, and I was like, I want to mm-hmm. get them in the bottle game a little bit. Um, it took me, I actually, I liked it. I like, I like the name. I didn't even read where it was from at first when I pulled it off the shelf. Um, it's just a Lagunitas, but it's the Maximus Colossal IPA. Mm. So it's, it's okay. kind of got this, like, this paper label on it, like a flat, does that, does that make sense? Like, you know, the, the feel of the paper-ish, like not, yeah, not, not yeah, necessarily sure. like how the Bud Light label is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really like the look of it. It's just, you know, it's pretty generic, like the green, uh like an off white egg-shelly color, and then the all yellow Maximus. And then colossal IPA and the the dog, there's a dog in the front. Looks like he's dressed like Julius Caesar. And if you look right there's here, a nice M, pooch there. Yeah. kinda yeah. looks like a little knife. Little uh play on the whole Julius Caesar thing going on there. Oh, I see. I mm-hmm. see. Um, and then yeah, it's nine percent. Nine percent IPA. So it it's pretty damn good. Gotta give it to it. Nine percenter. That's um that's pretty
0: significant. I had um the last couple of weeks, I think I mentioned on the pod, I had a variety pack from a beer connoisseur who gave me all these IPAs, and I was drinking them over the last week or so, and those like I had a seven percenter and just having a sixteen ounce of that I was like, Oh, I'm feeling buzz already. Went into mm-hmm. the fridge and grabbed one and it was a ten point five percenter, and I was like Oh my god! this is Kick it into here. high gear. Let's go. But Lagunitas does, does a nice job. They they come out with some nice IPAs. They got some heat. Uh, they bring it. the
1: heat, as the kids say these days.
0: They do indeed.
1: Um, so what's, what's your indication? opinion so far, Noel? What what do you think in between Nuglaroos and uh, Yinglands? Man,
0: going back and forth. I gotta say,
1: definitely lean and spotted cow off the bat. It's it, it's a different comparison. It's not like Yingling's a brewery beer, right? Yeah, it's more of a craft beer. You
0: got Yingling which is literally America's oldest brewery. Same beer right. that's been being brewed since 1800 mm-hmm. and you got the kind of craft beer that everybody loves. So, maybe it's not a fair comparison, but I thought it was worth uh, going side by side.
1: Sometimes when I hear, you know, America's oldest craft brew or whatever, oldest beer and I start thinking about like, the beers they would have had in bars in, like, the 1800s, and then I get lost in this deep wormhole of... I watch some, like, pretty good fantasy shows, like, a pretty good amount of them. And they're always in, like, these, uh you know, mid-century taverns, and they're drinking the ale that they have. Did that <laughs> stuff just taste like shit, or what was going
0: oh, on yeah. there? It had to taste horrible. I can't imagine. It was just, like, it
1: was mud it. water. It was, you yeah. know, like, when we were in high school, I know that uh one of the things we would, we would do fermented grape juice and stuff up in the the ceiling boards in our locker room. I don't even know. I don't even think I ever tasted it, but I know it smelled awful. I imagine it was similar to that. Yeah, it's really gross. It's very, very gross. I've never
0: heard of that. That must be a Big
1: Timber thing. Uh, Big Timber is a strange place. That's a Western North Dakota thing. Okay. Let's get out of here with that. (laughs) But uh, anyways, go on with your yinlins and your...
0: No, I mean, honestly, I think I've decided that, like... If I, if I have to pick one to drink right now, I'm going to go ahead and, and continue with the Spotted Cow. So I'm making my decision that. now. Yeah. It's a, so there it's you go. A, not, we're not just totally biased with Yinglings. I'm, no,
1: exactly. We're, we're willing to accept that, you know, brewery beer is better. It's a better quality beer. But if we're going strictly, you, you could pretty well consider Yingling a domestic, right? Yeah, I'd yeah. say so, for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you're going domestics, I mean, yinglings, the cream of the crop. Also, also a very timely day to be drinking yinglings with uh, May the 4th is when we're recording. So, you know, mm. very Star Warsy. And there's that, one of my favorite memes ever, the, just saw Anakin killing yinglings in the fields or whatever. <laughs>
0: it's very good, yes. Yeah. Well, I'll be killing a yingling tonight.
1: Okay. Uh, anything else for something brewed? Uh, not much for something brewed. No, I didn't even... We, just some generic drinking this weekend. Went out to one of my favorite breweries here, uh, Wayfinder. It's just got this awesome patio. I will say Portland sucks that we're like dead last Portland has been basically bottom five states for COVID cases this whole time. Slowest to open up too. which, I mean, if you use your brain, you're like, okay, you open up later, you're going to get... Cases are going to flow in later. And so our governor does not realize this. So we keep getting a few more cases when we open up and she just shuts it back down immediately. Whereas these other states that are basically completely open are like, yeah, we had that influx and then we just kind of push through it and we're good now. And she mm. just refuses to do that. So we keep shutting down and it, it sucks a lot. Um, But the Portland brewery scene, a lot of great, great, great outdoor uh, like patios and all that stuff. And so this place Wayfinder brewery, uh, Wayfinder Brewing in southeast Portland. Just an incredible patio. I met up with uh, Graham and Alina and uh, Nikki and I went there. Just had a few beers. Got a nice little day buzz going. That third, that third IPA, it gets you. When it's nice buzz. out, oh, it, it gets you. Maybe more than a buzz. It's mm-hmm. lovely. Oh, three-pint buzz. That's right.
0: I might as well take this opportunity to, uh, you know, tell tell the listeners about our ne- our plans next weekend.
2: Well, are we going to do talk
0: something Portland. bold first? Are you doing this just oh, okay. something bold? No, I was just. We could just fit it in. It's no, part of go,
2: something right in. go right in. Go right in. go right in. Part of something. Slide in.
0: Next weekend will be one of your favorite hosts' bachelor party in bachelor party, Portland, Oregon. Uh, it will also be a competition to determine who is the best man at my wedding. I have not chosen. There are seven gentlemen who are vying for the spot, um, and I have a list of events. I'll, I'll read the listeners the list of events. We're going to start out with some Top Golf, which is kind of the only formal one. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into some Travis trivia, which will be trivia about me that you guys need to answer correctly. I think that's important mm-hmm. for a best man, right? I agree. Um, there'll be a lot of drinking involved. Number three is just a straight up chugging contest. I think we might do a couple. Maybe we'll do like a T-race and, and a shotgun or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to do not punt, pass, and kick, but we're going to do punt, pass, kick, and frumble. Mm-hmm. Those of you who don't know what frumbling is, look it up. It's where you smash a beer can on your head and then drink it. Correct. My favorite event, suggested by at the real Thai Pilo. Shouts, Thai Pilo. Pilo with the good, good event submissions. Just great. Self egg toss, which is exactly what it sounds like. You have to throw an egg in the air and try to throw it as far as you can while still catching it and not letting it break.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Rounding out the last five events, beer pong, beer die. We're gonna play some cornhole, potentially. Uh, we have categories on the list for now. That was suggested by Ronnie, and it was really an attempt to switch it up, play, do some mind games. You know, we don't want it all to be feats of physical mind. strength. Right. But we'll see if that sticks. And then, rounded out, we got beerio cart, which has to be in there. So, there's your Correct. ten events.
1: Beerio cart just absolutely has to be on the list. Uh, I mean, this is just a staple of our friend group going back as far as I can remember. Just so everybody is aware, if the other groomsmen are, or potential groomsmen, excuse me, are listening, we have bought brand new controllers. There will be no complaints on, wow. on Mario Kart. Yeah, we are buying brand new N64 Incredibly. controllers for this. Um, you even yeah, us? I'm jacked out of my mind. and I, My Something Bold was actually, this leads in perfectly, my Something Bold Good. was about to be, I would imagine I'm probably like the minus 250 favorite to win all of these events. Mm, Um, Okay. That doesn't feel bold or fresh, though, so I I digress right now, because I think that everybody has accepted that at this point. Um, This is just truly... If people are listening to this podcast, whether you came here for Noel or for me, this is the most Travis Noel thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I've never heard of anybody (laughs) just leaving their bachelor or their uh, groomsmen and best man competition. Like two of the guys aren't even going to be technically groomsmen. That's that's what people are forgetting. They get to wear their suits and there's, they don't even get to stand
0: by you at your wedding. (laughs) That's correct. I didn't mention that. So uh, my fiance Katie has five uh, bridesmaids. And we need to have a symmetric uh, lineup up at the altar. We're not gonna have seven dudes and five girls. That doesn't make sense. No. So the bottom two finishers in the best man competition, they'll be ushers or something. Listen, they'll still be dressed up like us. They'll still sit at the table with us for dinner, and take photos with us, that jazz. But comes the actual ceremony, you're an odd man out. So you better compete this weekend.
1: You better, you better bring it. You better um, bring it. Oh, oh I had one more thing. What was it? Um, oh. This is like you know. I feel I do feel like honestly, there's gonna be some kind of article written about this. We'll tell a story about it. It's like that okay. movie Tag, you know, where those friends played mm. tag for thirty years. This would be like it the is. good version of that.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe it could be a movie. Maybe if, if it gets real wild, we gotta get real wild
1: with our week. Who's playing you in this movie? Ooh, maybe I think I have. Should... I think I have it in my head. Um, I need to. I mean, I always. Oh, I, I got into... it. I got it. I know who's playing. Okay, you. go ahead. Haley Joel Osment.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. I was gonna say Efron, of course, but I guess we'll go with. Uh, You're gonna say uh, Zach Ephron. Come on. Oh, Ephron, Right, 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 right. That was my next. One. It's mainly <laughs> because of my body, more than if, anything.
1: If uh, HJO isn't available, we'll give you. We'll give you Zach Ephron.
0: So who do you get, DeVito? or who? who oh no, I get it.
1: I get Statham. That's fine. Steve. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> all right maybe uh maybe next week we'll after when we recap the Batch party we'll tell the listeners who's playing each of us although oh that's perfect i, like I mean that. the listeners they really they probably most of them know who most of these people are it's a pretty tight-knit group of rookie show listeners, it's pretty so. tight-knit crew
2: yeah yeah for okay. sure okay.
1: Okay. okay anything else something bold for you yeah i do have one uh my so my next something bold it's yes. a little bit longer so I'll jump That's right in. Jump right in. This picture that came out this last week of Joe and Jill Biden with Jimmy and Rosalind Carter was like the f- most freaked out I've been in a bit. I, uh, I haven't seen it. You're
0: going to have to tell me about it.
1: You, you, I think you should look it up while I'm speaking, but yeah, I will tell you about right it. Anyway, so it's Joe and Jill Biden. They're on either side of... Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, the, Jimmy Carter was president like in the 60s, 70s, I think. Um, They're like 96 and 93 now, and they look like fucking puppets. It's scary. And they are old as hell. Joe Biden looks like an absolute giant next to Rosalind Carter. <laughs> um, So it's, it's decently well-known. Old people kind of genuinely freak me out. Like uh, not all, but a large majority. And it's mostly when they look frail and kind of tiny- Mm-hmm. Like that. Okay. And I had a moment when I thought about if her hand had like scraped by mine, like all bony and, you know, grim reapery, Like, ah, uh, just gave me a little chill. And I didn't really like that at all. Uh, <laughs> so her and Jimmy Carter have been married for 75 years now. That's insane. She was wow. 18 or 19 when they got married. Now she's 93. What? What? That's a He's long time. Also, he is listed at 5'10", and she is listed at 5'5". Joe Biden is 5'6", and Joe Biden is six foot even. I've seen some articles online about camera trickery being at play with like a wide angle lens and whatnot. No, absolutely not. I have to believe that Rosalind and Jimmy Carter have each shrunk by at least, at least one foot since hitting the age of 80. Um, that, is, that is a pygmy woman. That is 3'11 at best also possible that joe has access to some sort of secret government growth stuff and he's now seven mm. feet tall like both could be true but that is a marionette that is a puppet It is a tiny 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 person
0: yeah i feel like if Thought. he stood up uh she would fit between his knees and his chin that's kind of like where i'm at right now that's kind of the, the measurement I'm right in here exactly
1: i think it's funny it's how kind of it a was, creepy like, picture right
0: well, another creepy part about it is it's the Bidens are both like kind of up above and t- on the shoulder of each of the Carters. And then there's a portrait in the background of someone in the exact same position. So it's like there's three couples of people. Yeah, It is freaky. It's a freaky photo for sure.
1: Yeah. Any,
0: like any picture that makes Joe Biden look young,
1: that's some old motherfucker, Right. That's some voodoo <laughs> stuff right there. I don't know about that. Maybe that was the idea behind the general taking of the picture is like let's let's age down jo- joey b a little bit oh that makes sense the conspiracy <laughs> right
0: so your something bold is the carters have shrunk at least a foot
1: yeah i think so i think that's where <laughs> i landed on that fun finally <laughs>
0: okay. i like to try to surmise your, your i appreciate things.
1: that i appreciate you do because usually i just start kind of talking and i don't really know where, that's where i'm what going it's about
0: that's what it's about. yeah <laughs> okay um for my something bold I'm just gonna give you my definitive fresh fruit rankings right now. Fresh fruit? Yeah, okay. I've been eating a lot more fresh fruit lately. I went for a long that. period of my life that I just really wasn't eating a lot of fresh fruit. I'm eating more now. So here's okay. my rankings. Number one, pineapple. Katie knows what's up. I be I've been eating a lot of pineapple lately. Okay, it's the best fresh fruit there is. Uh, is that like, a, that like a like
1: a like a wink with that or what? <laughs> no (laughs) okay no she wouldn't get it anyway okay um number two i'm going
0: raspberries which are definitely the best berry uh if you get a fresh batch like from costco perhaps um your thoughts you agree okay yeah number three i'm gonna go with apples specifically honey crisp apples i was not a big apple guy until recently and i've been eating apple a day trying to keep that doctor away you know um Four, I'm going to stick with peach, which I would have had higher um, earlier in my life, but I've tried to get peaches at the store recently, and I've failed miserably. And there's just so many bad peaches out there. So Correct. if you get a great peach, it could be number one on the list, but it's just it's not always consistent. Number five, I'm going with the cheater pick with tomato, um, which everyone knows is a fruit. It doesn't really feel like a fruit, but it is. Mm-hmm. Tomato is probably mm-hmm. my most essential fruit if we're, if we're considering it a fruit. So that's my top five.
1: Your thoughts. Okay. Yeah, I actually uh I think you you really nailed so wait, one one's pineapple. I'm not I like pineapple a lot. It's like a sometimes fruit for me. I'll have it okay. when it's there. I'm never really gonna be seeking out pineapple personally unless okay. I'm making like some kind of teriyaki chicken dish. Oh my, yes. Yeah. Um raspberries. Clear number one, raspberry jam slash mm-hmm. preserves, obviously the best. Obviously. Um raspberry yogurt, also my favorite interesting Honeycrisp apples is pretty much i've also been eating basically like one a day at this point mm. i like to chop it up into like little slices and then with a little plate of a uh, skippy peanut butter mm. i'll have that as a snack before my lunch i'm a jiff guy but fair enough yeah i think you've said that it's crazy to me <laughs> um number four a peach peaches are good i haven't had a peach just like gone out and gotten a peach in a long time but I, I like them a lot, and it's also I like yogurt. Have, that is made in I the like rotation. to bite
0: into a peach. I like the fuzzy great skin. bite,
1: great bite. Yeah, Katie doesn't like that; she thinks mm-hmm. it's weird. But I, I like it. I uh, and I knew you were going to put tomato five. I don't. I, it just felt it in my bones. I was like, I knew some kind of weird contrarian pick is coming right now.
0: I mean, I if if you had to tell me, I could only eat one of these five for the rest of my life. It'd definitely be tomato. I'd Do you just think stop so? Eating fruit. Oh, without a doubt. But. Wow. I also have some on Manchis. I just like to throw. I like grapefruits. You
1: like grapefruits? Yeah, I do. I do. With nice a little breakfast brown sugar. sometimes. Yeah.
0: Um, I threw Huckleberry in there, Shouts, Montana. Clementines, which are yeah. the only acceptable orange choice. Like cuties and or halos, those are the same thing. cuties right? yeah, exactly. Yep. Avocados are technically fruits, and I learned that jalapenos are technically fruits. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Is that news to you? What? Actually, like peppers, like bell peppers are fruit too. I just looked. It's this just up so
1: seed seed on the inside, fruit. Probably that sounds right. Yeah.
0: Or it's like vegetables like grow in the ground.
1: I thought it was all and seed placement.
0: Grow. It might be seed placement. I'm not really sure, for being honest. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, the only ones I'd like to list. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, 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 because no, no, I feel like you're about to get to this right now. I'm just gonna say the bads, which is miss me with these ones. The most overrated fruit, watermelon. I know you disagree with me on that. Watermelon's pretty good. Not... It's fine. I'm going to go with regular-sized oranges. Eh. (laughs) Don't need those. Just give me the small ones. Mm -hmm. Honeydew. Nobody likes honeydew. It's the ultimate filler fruit.
1: More like honey-don't. Am I right?
0: (laughs) That's exactly right. And then blackberries, which is the ultimate filler berry. No one likes blackberries. So, there you go. There's my fruit. So,
1: you're going... If you had to rank, you go... Red, blue, black. Red,
0: straw, blue, black. Right. Are the you not color. counting straw in with?
1: The four colors. No. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and, of course, huckle. poisons <laughs>
1: <Huckle. Boysen.
0: laughs>
2: <laughs> So many more colors
1: I forgot about.
2: Uh, I'd like a,
1: I'm looking for a kind of like a boysen sheet, if you have anything
2: like that. You know what that reminds me of is uh, when you and
0: I went to the uh, Redskins game in in DC, and we were going past a car and I said, Oh, that one is Skins Color. And you thought I said Skin Color? And we were laughing about how funny it would be to describe, like, a tan car as Skin Color. <laughs> do you remember that?
1: I think I do. I remember it because <laughs> uh, Katie was, like, on the phone trying to sort out her new job she would just gotten in the backseat. And we were just, like, yeah. losing it in the fun <laughs> About Skin Color Car. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh. So notable obviously obvious notable exclusion from your list banana not a not a fan huh
0: So I what I was going to mention is anything I didn't mention here is just like I like them they're fine So I, if I put them in the rankings or the on menches those are my favorites and then I did the the ones I don't like anything that I didn't mention goes in between there So bananas are fine
1: If bananas were actually named banoons. Do you think that they would crack your top 5?
0: Well, I think my affinity for the word banoons comes from playing Mario Kart when I was like I don't know, 12 with my friend Derek and calling them banoons. Um so, if they were called banoons, maybe I wouldn't like the word banoons as much because I wouldn't have that
1: affinity. I'm not sure. But yeah, banoons, that's what I call them. So, it's better. And then last question here. <clears throat> I've gotten some flack for this in the past. What is your opinion on pears?
0: I think pear is like So you take the the peach where it has to be a good peach for it to be good, and there's a lot of bad peaches. And then you like shift that down one notch to where like the best pear can never be as good as the best peach. And the worst pear is worse than the worst peach. So it, that, okay. that's how I view it It's like there are some great pears out there but I I always pick out ones that are too hard or too soft and it's just too much work for me
1: I feel like uh so I've, I've in the in in recent years even I've been like I think my favorite fruit might be a pear which I I might I might have to just fully publicly renege right now like
2: <laughs>
1: probably not true at this point. I do think I was just blessed by really really fucking good pears when I was like a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. We would right. uh, we would sell these FFA um, fruit basket things, and my mom would always get them. And I feel like I was never really going out of my way to get a pear. My mom would just be like, hey, here's a pear. And she was just so good about being, this pear is perfect. Here you go. You can have this one. It's like completely, perfectly ripe. And I was like, pears are so awesome. I love them so much. And I agree with you. I've probably in the last five years, whatever it is, been, I've been shopping for myself more like actually getting real groceries and not just college stuffs. Um have bought pears a few times and probably like only two have been like really good when I've eaten them, but I yeah. love them. I love the taste. I hear you. Moms are good at picking out pears. Moms are good at picking out pears. Would
0: you say moms and picking out fruit makes a great pear?
1: I would a hundred percent say that. No, mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That has
0: been our fruit rankings. Anything else? Uh, no, I think we're good. That was a
1: solid intro. I feel like <laughs> we got got some
0: real stuff right Hefty there. intro. Hefty. We're really good. That was, uh, in.
1: that was BBBBB triple or GB <laughs> level intro. I actually, so like I don't know minutes. what the deal is. In the yeah. last week or so, I've been trying to text people and my phone keeps auto-correcting just randomly, just BBBBB GB. <laughs> like I wasn't even close to typing that. It didn't even hit a B and it's like, yeah, you're, you want to use this here. It's longing for it. Just wants yep. to type it more. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, coin. Let's move on to our meaty segment of the pod. Meat boy. So this conversation stemmed from, I believe, is the Seattle Kraken uh, made mm-hmm. their final payment to become a team in the NHL. Is that correct?
1: This is correct. I have a few notes about it if you would like them, or else do you, you want to
0: just jump give them. me the notes and then we'll do our thing.
1: So uh, Seattle Kraken, yeah, you just say, uh, became the 32nd team in the NHL after 31, of course, being the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a new franchise fee that they had to pay of $650 million, which across professional sports seems pretty small, right? Like an NBA team, you're probably like, what, 26th in value at that point? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you value the team at 650 million, though, right now this immediately puts them in a tie for 11th place with the Pittsburgh Penguins as the 11th most valuable franchise. Oh, okay. Only five NHL teams are worth north of 1 billion. Uh, that is the Rangers, number one at 1.65. Maple Leafs, 1.5. Canadians, 1.34. Blackhawks, 1.085, and Bruins at an even 1B. Um the Kraken have already completely sold out all season tickets. And I expect there to be a kind of a boon across all like North American sports in the next few years, just as people have been locked up, you know, for the last year and a half wanting to go to things, spending money. Um, it really doesn't seem like the value of these teams generally goes down significantly. So it's just a really good, you know, long-term appreciative asset appreciable, I guess is the word. Uh, although the top five teams lost about all, sorry, although all but the top five teams lost about 2% of their value over the last couple of years in the NHL. So still, very interesting to me that it only cost $650 million. I, I assume that getting into the NBA would probably cost somewhere around $1.5 maybe one, maybe one even. Probably more than the NHL. I'll, I'll agree with yeah. that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think Seattle, because you basically have December to – april where there's no sports going on right so no nba exactly because they don't have an nba up, team so now nah, probably you're getting time you're getting free get real estate back. yeah exactly what's that so probably a matter of time before they get one back but for now yeah the kraken mm-hmm. so uh the kraken has spurned spurned this discussion um Coin and I have done some similar activities before on the pod, but we decided we would create our own expansion teams from scratch, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, we'll go through all the details on those, but guess what? We don't really care about hockey, so we are going to
1: make expansion NBA teams, correct? Correct. I do not know enough about hockey to give you a new NBA team. Nor do
0: I, although probably a lot of this stuff doesn't really matter what sport it is, but we couldn't pick out players, so. No. Okay. Where do we want to start? Do we want to do just the full thing each, or do we want to go back and forth with each category?
1: Let's go with location, colors, mascot first. Each. Got it. I'll let you start. How's that? That's fine.
0: All right. I was searching for a location for my new NBA team, and I settled on Louisville, Kentucky ah okay there's no denying the love for basketball in kentucky they've just never Mm -hmm. had a reason to like the nba they've had uk they've had louisville um and now they will so this team um will be named the kentucky thoroughbreds i'm sure it's not uh that creative i'm sure there's plenty of kentucky thoroughbreds little league teams and things i'm not the first person to think of it but you know, the play on Churchill Downs, of course. We can call them the T-Breads, for short, if we'd like.
1: Or perhaps like just like the breads. play on T-Birds, which I like, yeah.
0: Exactly, yes. Um, the runner-up was the Kentucky Bluegrass, but I felt like it wasn't like a cool, wouldn't be cool to be the grass.
1: I was so positive that you were going to go non-plural name positive
0: i you know i wanted to i wanted to but i i landed on thoroughbreds and then i i tweaked i'll I'll get to my colors here and and how i'm uh, playing off of that so so the colors in general are not going to be anything special uh really just going to be gray white and black um is going to be our main jersey
1: colors isn't that already the spurs colors
0: yeah but it's going to be more gray and white with some black accents there's not as much black um okay Here's the catch: the players are only allowed to be numbers one through twenty-one, and their number is printed in a square on the bottom corner of their shorts. And the number matches the colors of the saddle cloths worn by the horses. Ah, uh, so if you, you want to What about like
1: a like, What about like a patch on the back? It could like be the on the small back. of their. I haven't. I have no no no, 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 no. I mean, like, like a like a patch of the same colored cloth across their back, like a saddle
0: oh yeah okay no that's what i'm saying it can be it can be anywhere i'm open to ideas just the idea is that uh, each of the player it's one of the saddle uh colors okay. okay um we i mean you could take it a step further and go like brown jerseys to match like m- most horses are brown go like lehigh colors like cj McCollum jerseys those are pretty mm-hmm. ugly um, but I felt like if we go just like white gray and black, we could work in some like checkered flag design, like for the logo or something. Oh, yeah, I like that. And uh,
1: there you go. That's my idea. okay, I'm really into that. No, I <laughs> like where you went with the, th- the thoroughbreds is really good, especially just calling them the breads or the tea breads is all good. The breads, yeah th- that that last part, the the shortening of the name is incredibly important. has to be. That's why that's what sold. was throwing me off. It's making this very hard about mine. So okay. I'm going to actually need your help a little bit. Okay. So I did tell you beforehand, I am going international here. I'm going to expand the game. I want to bring it, bring it elsewhere. So Noel, that's why we're traveling South and we are going to Mexico City. Oh, okay. Mexico City. And I want to know what you think between the Mexico City Aztecs and the Mexico City Feathered Serpents. Can you explain
0: Feathered Serpents to me?
1: Yes, it comes up later on, but I will tell you. So, in Aztec culture, the god Quetzalcoatl Mm -hmm. is this massive feathered serpent who is like the god of life and, you know, um, fertile ground and all these things and was the god they prayed to and stuff like that. Uh, I mean,
0: Aztecs. What about about the Mexico
1: City Quetzalcoatl?
0: That's too much. Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, it's way too much. Dio's is good. But I I like, I mean, Aztecs. Is a really nice word. It really rolls off the tongue, uh, but I think the creativity and the uniqueness of feathered serpents is making me lean that way. Is it better?
1: Okay, yeah. Because I think the, the idea behind it is all the same. Like we'll get to it in a minute. But I mean, okay. it. the Aztecs right. and the feathered serpents. You both. You get like this stadium that is like this, you know, this absolute temple kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Any losers? Any. But our main colors will be red, white, and green, like okay. the Mexican flag, naturally. Um, but our alternate jerseys are this very gaudy landscape in like a very subtle gray, and then this Aztec pyramid coming up with this massive, colorful like Firebird kind of thing, like a uh, Moltres kind of looking deal, flying out <laughs> over the top into the into the name Aztecs.
0: <laughs> okay, why does that have to be the alternate? It's just too too busy to be their everyday uniforms. Fine, it's their everyday uniforms. <laughs> okay, good. All right. I mean, the logos can be red, white, and green still, but that can be the, true. Their, their home jerseys.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anyways, that's obviously, what we've got going on there. Obviously... Wait, we, so, you do, are we, so, so, are we locked in on feathered serpents or Aztecs?
0: Mexico City feathered serpents is a lot of syllables. It's a lot. Do we? Can we just call them the, the Mexico... I was kind of thinking serpents. What about just serpents? The serpents? Yeah. Does it sound weird? It does. Yeah. Serpents sounds weird. What about, a, is there a Spanish word
1: for, what's this, What's snake in Spanish? Coatle. So in. Uh, oh, it is. Okay. No, no, no. Um, snake in Spanish is not coatle. That's an Aztec. Oh, uh, let's see. Serpiente. Serpiente, yeah. That's serpent, serpientes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mexico serpientes, los serpientes. Should have just made them the fucking chupacabras. <laughs> you can make them whatever you want. It's your team, man. No, I think... I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Aztecs. It's a little okay. basic, but I think it 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 lanes, um, It's fun that we have like this alternate mascot.
0: Okay, I'm in on Aztecs for sure. Okay, okay, okay. So moving on to ownership group. <clears throat> Correct. So we'll do ownership group, hometown heroes, super fans. Yep. We'll do those ones for now? Okay. Yep. My ownership group will be a gentleman by the name of B. Wayne Hughes, who is currently the richest person in Kentucky. He is the founder of Public Storage, which is the... Is it
1: Publix with an X at the end?
0: No, that's the grocery store, I believe. Oh, right. Public Storage is literally just storage units. It's just like the ultimate American dream. This dude's just like, I'm just gonna big build big empty buildings and rent them out for people to store their He's extra the shit that guy. they don't need. Yep. And that and I'm just gonna be a, worth five five billion dollars. So Oof. Oof. <clears throat> there you go. B. Wayne Hughes. My the sole owner? My sole owner. I mean, I think his daughter's name is like Savannah or something, and she runs the show, so maybe maybe she's involved, but okay. he can afford it. He's got five B. Um, so we're going to talk some hometown players that maybe want to join in on the franchise. <clears throat> so I'm going to go straight this to is, head coach. This is
1: where, this is where you're going to beat me down at.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of hometown Mexicans that you're joining.
1: Mexicans are pretty historically short people.
0: <laughs> uh, you got, well, I'll, I won't give any names I can think of away. Um, at head coach, I'm going to pull Rayjan Rondo out of his, uh role as a player in the NBA. Rajon mm-hmm. was born and raised in Kentucky, went to University of Kentucky, so he's got it all. He's going to sign on as coach. He's he's on record saying he wants to be a coach, so that's good. The other good news is there are currently 29 players in the NBA that attended University of Kentucky. Uh, here are some of those names Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox, Carl Anthony Towns, Julius Randall, Shea Alexander, Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Harrow, Eric Bledsoe, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Manuel Quickly, Malik Monk, Tyrese Maxey, Nerlens Noel. Those are just some of those names. So there's some did I decent hear guys. Eric Bledsoe? Oh. <laughs> you did hear the Blood show. Wait, Baby LeBron?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not to mention the guys from Louisville. No no slouches. Donovan Mitchell, Montrez Harrell, Terry Rozier. They're fine. They're fine. My point is... Don't forget for about sure, Dang Adele. Dang Adele. That's your, oh, yeah. It didn't list him on the act. Maybe he got cut. I don't know. I, mean, is he I don't G think League he's on a team anymore.
1: Also, <laughs> okay. also, J.R. Smith's little cousin, Russ Smith.
0: Oh, shouts Russ. Shouts um, Russ. How's I list going? all those names to say... I have to f- imagine there's at least... Couple of those guys that would want to come back and play in Kentucky. I mean, these dudes are basically gods in Kentucky, right? I mean, everybody are any of them from
1: Kentucky? Them.
0: Well, that's the problem. Is that only Rajon Rondo, and then the only other dude I could find that's from Kentucky, D'Angelo Russell. Oddly enough, was born and grew up oh. in Kentucky. That's some uh,
1: that's some locker room problems there.
0: But I'm not taking him. I decided I'm gonna take. Donovan Mitchell and Shea Gillages-Alexander as my backcourt to start my franchise. I want one dude from Louisville, one dude from UK, so we get the fans from both sides.
1: I like that. That's smart. Okay. And I I wanted to go with
0: kind of younger guys and guys that probably would be willing to leave their situation. Most of those other guys, like Devin Booker is in a good spot, Anthony Davis isn't leaving. I mean, I could see Donovan, if the Jazz flame out again, wanting to find greener pastures
1: yep yep yep
0: okay lastly super fans in the arena um i just obviously googled kentucky celebrities george clooney and jennifer lawrence whoa clooney that's huge huge so we got a couple good-looking celebrities uh clooney is just is massive obviously and Mm -hmm. we're also going to have chris stapleton singing the national anthem at every game because he's from Kentucky, and he's got pipes. I love pipes. that.
1: I'm glad that you found that, because that is also a piece of mine.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that is, uh, what, what do you got for this?
1: Uh, so I have a uh, triumvirate ownership group here. Mm-hmm. And so I have Juan Francisco Beckman Vidal, right. who owns 65% of the Mexico City Aztecs. He is a descendant of Jose Cuervo himself. okay who owns the majority share of i think it's d slice or something like that um the whatever company owns all of jose cuervo got it next one of his partners maria asuncion aramburazabala who has a 30 percent share okay uh she is the heiress to Modelo, who was sold to ab inbev uh and who has a net worth of $5.8 billion. Oof, that's a good amount of chunk of change. Juan Vidal, $7 billion, by the way. Nice. Lastly, 5%, through some backdoor dealings, we have El Chapo. El Chapo <laughs> has 5% of the Mexico City Aztecs, and uh, he failed to get the team named The Mules, but still, very invested in this uh, in this team and and their success. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Carlos Slim does not make the cut. Although he held the title of the richest man in the world from 2010 to 2013, a Mexican telecom giant. What Carlos Slim? Yeah. Carlos Slim. I can't remember. Uh... S L I M. S L I M. Is that like a stage? Name? Carlos Slim Helu. Okay. Richest person in entire world from 2010 to 2013. That's some net high worth roller. of 66 billion dollars. Didn't make it. Did not make the cup.
0: Well, you gotta Too get rich. in. Get in when you can.
1: <clears throat> uh, all right. What do I got next? I've got players. Play, uh, players that we're gonna try to court. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad you bought him up and left him off. My main target will be Devin Booker. Devin Booker has some pretty deep Mexican heritage. I think his mom is. Half Mexican. His mm. great gra- or his grandfather is an immigrant from Mexico. I didn't know that. So full ties. Like he's he's full blooded me- He's Mexican. He's got that. Um I think that in a couple years when Chris Paul leaves, sons are struggling again. He's gonna be wanting to jump aboard. Oh. Like, I'm willing to bring it to me. Like, you're the savior for basically an entire country at this point.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Again, it's a shallow pool. So mm. We're- mm. I don't have the names you're picking from here. Mm-hmm. But Juan, Tos- Juan Toscano Anderson is going to be immediately drawn. Be like, I'm going to be probably the second biggest name on this Mexican team. Yeah, of yes. course I'm coming. He is. I think he is 100% Mexican. Uh, next, we're going to be targeting... So that's our, that's our main two we're building around. Next, we're going <laughs> to be targeting Pat Beverly. Now, this is because of his aggressive nature and short stature. I feel like he kind of fits... The Mexican aesthetic a little better. Uh, also, Russell Westbrook, I feel like, would be just a player adored by every mm-hmm. Mexican. That's
0: true. I could see that.
1: Yep. Uh, anyone slightly Hispanic, you know, also welcome. Just any from Spain, from Argentina. Mano Ginobili is probably a hero. We're <laughs> talking to Grievous about coming and doing signings at the arena. Holy shit. <laughs> um, Late-era Marc Gasol probably going to come, make a little pit stop for, like, Five hundred K. Okay. Uh luckily, luckily though, we missed grabbing both Tiago Splitter and your favorite player, Luis Scola.
0: Oh Luis Gola.
1: (laughs) Uh famous fans, this is a big one. A lot of famous people from Mexico City. So we've got Guillermo del Toro, very famous, critically acclaimed, Oscar winning director. Yes. I think The Shape of Water was his most recent one. Never (laughs) saw it, but I'm sure it was great. It had to have been good. Bueno. Uh Oscar De La Hoya, ever heard of him? I have. Uh, when he is not doing massive amounts of cocaine, he's coming right to the arena, just straight to the arena, probably doing more cocaine could there. Could we but... have
0: him like do fights at halftime, maybe, or something?
1: Yes, we could, possibly. Okay. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, obviously, also another big boxer. Mexico, big, pretty big bo- boxing culture. Uh, Selma Hayek. What? Very... She's Mexican?
0: Oh, yeah, big time. I thought she was like Big time. Middle Eastern or
1: something. Lastly, Selena Gomez. Mm. Tapping into her Hispanic heritage. She has been at seen at Spurs Games. Very strong Hispanic fan base. I'm sure she's very tapped in. I feel like she could really get behind this project. Lastly, performing the National Anthem of Mexico every single night. Carlos Santana.
0: Oh, fantastic. Who else could you get? Will you guys play the US Poole National an Anthem Vegas. at games? Hmm? Will you play the US hmm. national anthem at games? No, good question. What if you had Santana on guitar and like Enrique Iglesias singing, maybe? <sighs> is he me- he can't be Mexican? I don't know what he is. I don't think he's Mexican. Spanish, maybe like
1: Puerto Rican or something like that.
0: Also want to know is Rubio
1: invited onto your team? Another good question. No. He needs a haircut. And then he can come.
0: How do you think... Uh, uh, oh, he
1: is Spanish. He is. He's from Spain. I didn't know that. But Spanish is not Mexican. That's... No, no, no. Enrique. <laughs> oh, Enrique.
0: I know. I'm saying Spanish is not Mexican, though.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm aware.
0: <laughs> I love how you're, just... you're roping in any Spanish-speaking countries into Mexico. It's all the same. It's a typical American thing to do. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm aware I, of that. I really like it. Um, my, my biggest question was if Rubio was on the team, so... So your two biggest targets are Devin Booker and Juan Toscano-Anderson.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's it's a short pool, right? I, I I understand what we're doing here. Um, before I don't know what your next ones are, but did you do? Do you have a mascot? And then do you have halftime shows listed? Well, Cause I feel like this ties into this. No, this I I can come up with a mascot
0: before the end of this. I don't have one yet. Um, do you have a mascot? I have. Uh, what I, I have left is the name of the arena and the food and drink in the arena.
1: Okay, perfect. So, I'll just you want me to do my mascot yeah. now? Yeah, that's fine. So, our mascot is obviously a giant massive feather bird. It's going to look like, you know, uh in Mulan, the the dragon they have at the uh going through the street. It's going to yeah. look a lot like that. It's going to be very flowy and rain dancey. It's going to be amazing. Halftime shows every single every single home game Lucha Libre wrestling match in the middle of the court gonna be amazing
0: wow wow that's better than my two Rip suggestions live betting <laughs> Oh yes that has yeah. to happen but it's yes. just cash you just throw it out it's oh, not you just toss it's it. not you like a, a screen it. or anything yep. correct when you first said you're going to give me mascot in halftime two things came to mind for your team i was going to say mascot would be the bird from up kevin right not quite as menacing as what you had and uh, then right Halftime. I was thinking everyone just took a nice little siesta. <laughs>
1: <laughs> siesta break is strong.
0: That is strong. Just you, just turn, you, just lower the lights and say everyone. You have like somebody on the screen shushing and everyone just takes. Hola, light. mi
1: amigos. It's time for <laughs> un
0: siesta. That's would your voice doing it too. Yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, my. Um, <laughs> oh, I figured it out. My halftime show is uh with the horse theme is gonna be genuine performing pony every every game. <laughs> that
1: is amazing, of course. Obviously, I'm
0: fully. And angry. our mascot, his name is Lil Sebastian. It's li-
1: <laughs> you got it! Oh, I was about to say it. I was I was literally getting right? ready to say it right? wrong. Uh, it's Lil, uh, Sebastian. Oh, it okay. Lil Sebastian. Okay. That's okay. incredible. Good. Well done. Well okay, done. Okay,
0: thank you. That's the top of my head. All right. So lastly, we've got our arena and the food and drink being sold in the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you want me to go first? Yep. All right. Uh, here's the thing. Louisville is the only big city that's big enough in Kentucky for an NBA team, realistically. But I'm a little concerned because Louisville University, of Louisville, is in Louisville. University of Kentucky is in Lexington. Lexington's like an hour and a half east of Louisville. I don't want to alienate the UK fans and have it just be in Louisville. So I'm going to split the difference and the stadium is actually going to be right in the middle in a little town called Shelbyville, Kentucky. Okay. It's about the size. It's about 14,000 people. It's somewhere between Haver and Kalispell, I'd say is, is the size. Okay. pretty good sized town. That's where I'm building my stadium. So people from uh, Lexington and Louisville can both come to games. It's about, it'd be about a 35 minute drive from each of them. Um, Shelbyville also happens to be
1: home of the distillery for Bullet Whiskey. Uh, I just bought a bottle for the draft last weekend. I was getting ready to sad drink if the Falcons took Mac Jones. I am excited to invite you to Bullet Arena. Oh,
0: okay. Inside Bullet Arena, every concession stand will just be a KFC. Just kidding. That's not true. But we will have fried chicken. We're going to have some barbecue. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got to get me some mashed potatoes and gravy, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Every concession stand will have bourbon on tap. Duh. Obviously. But the specialty is one of Kentucky's most famous dishes, the hot brown. Have you heard of the hot brown? I've seen this. Yeah, We may have talked about it. It is an open-faced sandwich with turkey and bacon on Texas toast. It's topped with what they call Mornay sauce, which I came to find out is like... No, it's like a creamy, cheesy white sauce. It Reminds oh, me of almost okay. more of like an Alfredo, almost, but that's probably not interesting. Um, and then you throw some tomatoes on that bitch, and you bake it in the oven until the bread is crisp and the sauce is brown a little bit. It's a hot brown. Okay. It's a famous dish of Kentucky. So that'll be served at my at my, at my thing. It sounds it sounds like something I would eat, especially if I was yeah drunk. very much so. I don't, yeah. Did you
1: ever have? Do you have like little diners in Big Fork that had uh, hot hamburgers? It's just like hot it's the same hamburgers? thing, it's, but except for it's just like an open-faced burger, and then you just pour gravy over the top.
0: I don't think I've ever had that. No, pretty I've had, like, American, a, like a patty belt. or like a uh, yeah. It's a little no. different. A little different. Yeah. Okay.
1: No. Pretty good though. Uh, that does sound good. I would very much like to try it. Mm-hmm. We gotta get to. We gotta get to. Is the Kentucky's the South, right? Yeah. They is. sound dumb enough. They must be the South. <laughs> um yeah well done no i like i like what you did there going you're smart you're smart to split the difference between lexington and louisville yeah Um, i'm sure the town of shelby
0: shelbyville i'm
1: I'm so i am surprised you didn't just go with wait did you go with kfc arena i missed that part no bullet arena bullet bullet arena god great (laughs) cool all right all right all right i'm ready uh we're just going to have to lean back on our, our main owner here. Okay. Uh Juan Francisco Bacvandor Ydal. Yeah. But it's not just going to be called the Her- Jose Cuervo Arena. It's going to be called Jose Cuervo Arena at Tenochtitlan, which is of course the main pyramid in Aztec culture. Mm. Which leads us into the food at Tenochtitlan. Can't wait. The freshest of the freshed, Tacos Al Pastor. So the pr- arena is actually built in. So Al Pastor tacos are is pork on a spit. The arena is built with a spit in each of the four sides so that there is just fresh Al Pastor coming out every single game. People are just ready. You're buying out fresh Al Pastor tacos. Build your own churro bar fresh churros you know this is for your kids this is where you send them off it's just right there they're real cheap we're talking like a buck 50 and then you just get to dip in whatever you want you're moving on non-covid times obviously because probably not kosher otherwise what do you what are your options like different sauces and different like just chocolate and i don't know like sprinkles and shit i don't know i'm probably just eating a plain churro to be honest with you (laughs) okay fair enough um like you said with the bullet i've got uh tequila tequila taps Around every corner, kind of just yeah. like little vendors around each spot. We've also got Modello because of Our Lady. Of course. Maria Asuncion Aramburu Zabala. Mm-hmm. Pretty close to that. Uh, so it's Medelo. I believe, I believe they own um, Corona as well. Okay. Next, we've got this is my favorite one <clears throat> Queso coatl. Whoa. It is a queso but it's just named after Quetzalcoatl. Right. Quetzalcoatl. Oh. Right. So we've got just like all these places serving up, just like this fancy spiced up, like real elegant cheeses going on here. Mm. Got like Munster Gouda. Uh, we got, um <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. It's just like a big Mexican blend cheeses with a bunch of peppers, fresh jalapenos, fresh habaneros, everything going on in there. That sounds What fantastic. could be better? I'm a big with house-made tortilla chips. I believe I did uh, draft queso
0: in our cheese draft, so that correct. excites me. Correct, correct, correct. Um, I appreciate the you sticking with Modelo uh, because of its performance in Parched Madness. Um, correct. When I was in Mexico, a Mexican told me that Americans drink Corona and Mexicans drink Pacifico. I don't know where that puts Modelo, but I'm good with maybe it's in the middle, and that means we can all share a Modelo together.
1: That's correct. I like that. I like that you're bringing the world together through people of all Mexican beer preferences, creeds.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Okay,
0: so I'm looking forward to the home and home for Mm -hmm. the um, Mexico City Aztecs. You are you throwing Mexico City City Aztecs? You're not just claiming the whole country. It's not just the Mexico Aztecs. Aztecs, Mexico Aztecs. Aztecs?
1: No, no, no. There's there's room for expansion. We've got you know Chihuahua, Mexico. We've got Jalisco. We've got uh, Tijuana. Lots of places we could put an NBA franchise.
0: Well, I mean, you can still do it. Like, think about you've got the Texas Rangers and you've still got the Houston Astros. Houston's Mm. in Texas. Anyway, I'm just saying it can be done. But I agree, Mexico City's the way to go there. I personally went with... That's another reason I went with the Kentucky Thoroughbreds, not the Louisville Thoroughbreds. Because, again... Got to keep those U.K. fans happy. I
1: think that was intelligent. I I mean, the population disparity between Mexico City and Louisville, I think, is significant.
2: <laughs> it is significant. <laughs> That's true. Let me see.
0: So the Kentucky Thoroughbreds versus the Mexico City Aztecs will be uh, a rivalry for the ages, let's say.
1: Oh, a rivalry for the ages. Do you want to guess what the—I'm mean, sorry you looked it up. What's the Louisville population?
0: 650, I think.
1: Yeah, six hundred twenty thousand. Do you know what Mexico City's is? It's a lot. It's almost nine million. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so a lot. What is like a few?
0: That that's more than anything in the United States, right? New York's like eight or something. I think Greater New York,
1: dude, is like sixteen. Uh, like if you count everything, that's what Google. New York Metro population. Wow, I was I was low eighteen point three?
0: Oh well, New York is eight point four. So I mean, what? A, yeah. Greater Metro. What? What is
1: it? <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. So yeah, I, the, Mexico City would be the biggest city in the United States. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, okay. Listeners, let us
0: know uh, which which arena you'll be attending. Will you be going to Bullet Arena or <laughs> Jose Cuervo Arena at Tinochilan? That's right. I was trying to think of other words besides arena and center. Those are like the two big ones. There's garden. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of garden. Oh yeah,
1: Jose Cuervo. Gardens would be good.
0: That's true. That would be good. All right, coin. Um, what time is it now?
1: Um, it looks like it is ten
0: thirty three. Looks like it might be time for a little bit of
2: stumping. Stumping
0: that's right inspired by the show but uh it is time for a little bit of stump town and i'm gonna try to stump you mr coin and I'm ready. we just got done watching the 2021 nfl draft correct for just the third time in the quote-unquote common draft era three quarterbacks were selected with the first three picks in the draft After going 1-2-3, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance will forever have their names linked and their careers compared. The previous instances include 1971, Jim Plunkett went number one to the Patriots, Archie Manning two to the Saints, and Dan Pastorini, who we all know who he is, went number three (laughs) to the Houston Oilers. (laughs) It wasn't then until 1999 that it happened again. Tim Couch, a colossal bust to the Cleveland Browns, Donovan McNabb to the Eagles, and Achilles Smith to the Bengals? Achilles, wow. A-K-I-L-I. Achilles, hmm. Don't know. I don't know that is. Must have been a buff- bust also. Being drafted in the top three comes with lofty expectations. Teams Correct. fully expect to be a contender with these dudes at the helm. A prime example of this was the number two overall pick in the 99 draft, Donovan McNabb. McNabb started in five NFC championship games over the course of his career with the Eagles. He was 0-1 in Super Bowl. Perhaps the best example of this is from the number one overall pick in the 98 draft, Peyton Manning. Peyton also started five championship games, albeit in the AFC, and he won two Super Bowls. But in the past 20 years, the maintained success of quarterbacks who were top picks in the draft has not been easy to come by. Before this year, 24 quarterbacks had been selected in the top three since 2001. Only nine of them have ever started in a championship game. Only two of those nine guys have ever been to multiple, and they've only been to two. None of the last 24 guys that have been drafted top three have been to three or more championship games. Um, Even worse just four of those 24 quarterbacks have ever even made it to the Super Bowl as a starter. Granted, so this is, this is as a starter, by the way. This isn't as a bench warmer. And only one of those 24 guys has won a ring as a starter. What I need you to do, of the nine quarterbacks drafted top three in the past 20 years who have okay. started a championship game, I need you to name, I don't know why I phrased it this way. Let me start over. Name six of the nine quarterbacks who were drafted top three in the past 20 years who have started in a championship game. Bonus point
1: if you can get seven. Okay. Matt Ryan. That is correct. Jared Goff.
0: That is correct. Uh, Real quick, Matt Ryan is one of the only two guys who have been to two. 2013 and 2017 with the
1: Falcons. 2013, they lost to the San Francisco 49ers, who would go on to lose to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Nice. That sounds right. I believe you. Uh, And that was the second game in a row that we blew a huge lead. We just lost at that time. Um, Anyways, so Eli Manning?
0: That is correct. Eli Manning is the only quarterback on this list who has won a Super Bowl, and he won two. Okay. Um, Carson Palmer that is a fantastic pick and Carson Palmer did not reach an AFC championship game with the Bengals but he did with the did Cardinals with the Cardinals. I was exactly. gonna make it he had to reach it with the team he was oh, drafted that by okay. but I didn't okay. and that is one of them so nice pick so you got
1: four Thank with you. no strikes there was that huge Jamarcus Russell year um,
0: where he went deep
1: in the playoffs <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um oh uh cam newton
0: cam newton is correct he went to the uh, super bowl in 2016 mm-hmm. this
1: is just started in an M- championship game right correct correct i'm nervous to take him because i'm not sure he was drafted i'm gonna go blake bortles That is
0: also correct. Well done. Started in the twenty eighteen AFC Championship. So technically you've already won, but Mm -hmm. I changed I'm moving the bar to seven. You have to get one more. Okay. Because it was too easy.
1: I'm just gonna have to say Vic, because I can't remember. I don't think it's right. Was it right? right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the easy one. (laughs) That might be the first one you got. Vic was two thousand one, right? He was drafted in two thousand one and the two thousand four NFC championship.
0: Yeah, well, it was the two thousand four season. It happened in 'o five. The, the yeah. All right. Well, you've already won. You want to keep going? Try to get them all. Yeah, I do. Kind of. You might as well. Right, we got to, yeah, whatever. Take your time.
1: You yeah, have You want to give me a hint so I can get them faster? They were both
0: drafted number one overall.
1: It's one yeah. Alex Smith.
0: That is correct. He went. Okay. To that, the...
1: I had that one on my brain like two minutes ago. I just didn't want to guess it. Okay. And then.
0: Uh, he is in the he played in the AFC South.
1: Oh, was it really?
2: Texans.
1: Col- oh fuck, Luck.
0: Andrew Luck. Yes,
1: yeah. twenty fifteen. Well, you. That was a good it. hand. I just completely forget.
0: I mean, I I guess I should have set the bar higher because you got eight of nine you probably could have got nine you got no strikes so i mean you really true i mean you gave me all the hints on that one but yeah, yeah either way okay well there you have it um i didn't really have any other notes i just any anytime i can get a list on my computer that includes rg3 i do it so that's why I yeah it. i think i did a top two draft pick sometime like a few weeks ago. i think you too.
1: did it one time too yeah it was different but okay that was mm-hmm. a good one i like that one a lot I had, to, I had to really think there i wasn't sure which way you're gonna go tonight all right, folks. That's been another
0: episode of the Rookie Show. We're, we're creeping <laughs> back towards our longer times, but that's all right. That's all right. We're one Where are we at? Right oh, one ten. That's fine. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to cut out like
1: three minutes of thinking time for me. So
0: that's true. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and
1: Instagram at Rookie Show Pod. Correct. Where yeah. can they follow you, Coin? You can follow me at King Coin on both Instagram and Twitter.
0: Uh, you can follow me at. The cream filling on Twitter. You can follow me at C Travis Knoll on Instagram. The C, of course, stands for. I almost said queso. It stands for. It stands for Clooney. It stands for Clooney. Mm,
1: Clooney. Clooney. Travis Knoll. Clooney. Of course. Travis Knoll. Um, what did I miss? Is that it? That's it. Uh, next time, we're gonna give you a nice little recap of what we happens at the bachelor party. So stay tuned for that. We'll let you know who is
0: Noel's best man who earned it. Yep. not It wasn't yep, given, yep. it was earned. True. Maybe I should get a t-shirt. Isn't that like a not given earned or earned not yeah. given?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's like a Nike t-shirt. Maybe that it should... sounds like an Under Armour one actually.
0: Maybe they just, you just wear that under your suit if you win. <laughs> Busted out.
1: or not given. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. <coughs> Who's playing us out? Play us out. Santana? Mmm,
0: yes. I'm going to throw in a little Rob Thomas as well. <laughs> a little <Robbie>. smooth. <laughs> Alright,
2: right. I'll see you See you, everybody. Peace!